Well, it's a, a great uh, pleasure and honor and privilege to be here to share with you um, really some thoughts and uh, about uh, our opportunity this year to give to the poor, you know, our gift for the poor, annual gift for the poor. Uh, this year, as you know, most of you will already uh, heard from uh, various Sunday uh, talks and uh, things already shared uh, on our Facebook, etc. That uh, we are planning to support three exciting programs this year to raise uh, uh, twenty-four thousand pounds to support uh, each of these programs with eight thousand pounds, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later on. But uh, first of all, really wanted to take the opportunity to uh, share some thoughts. Uh, Malcolm's asked me to uh, um, reshare a, a teaching opportunity, and I thought it's a great opportunity for us to really just think about what we're. Uh, doing when, we, when we're helping the poor, but also just from a spiritual perspective to think about this uh, perspective on hope. Um, so, you know, we, we call our charity program uh, Hope, uh, helping other people everywhere. And uh, Hope Worldwide, of course, is, is a charity that uh, our group of churches uh, sponsor and help, and many of us help on an individual basis as well. And uh, uh, it, it's wonderful to have the opportunity to really follow Jesus's footsteps and uh, help the poor and care for the needy uh, in, in uh, all around the world and, and in the UK with different programs as well. The, um, the thing that I think we have to think about when we think about hope though, uh, just from a spiritual perspective, it, it really defines so much of everything uh, about our lives, particularly as Christians. You know, if you think about our lives as Christians and how much you know, our hope of salvation and our hope of, uh, you know, uh, an eternity with Jesus and with, with our God really defines much of our Christian walk. And, you know, the hope of salvation is what helps us to make that decision to, you know, commit our lives to Jesus and want to change. And, uh, you know, and so many areas of our lives, hope plays such an important part. You know, we hope to have a, a good career if we go to school and educate ourselves with the university and so on. We, we hope when we have a, um, a relationship that, uh, you know, becomes a romantic relationship that we will spend, uh, you know, the rest of our lives with somebody and it's going to be uh, a special uh, marriage or uh, relationship when we hope that we can have an impact on the world, that we can make our, the world a better place through our lives, that our lives can matter uh, in terms of everything that we do. <clears throat> But, you know, how is it when things seem hopeless? And, uh, you know, in the current year, we've, we've been really struck by uh, such an uh, unexpected left field, um, you know, from out of left field uh, situation through the coronavirus. And uh, the whole world has been really knocked uh, for six. But I, I just think about, you know, whenever we think about our gift for the poor each year, how much it is about helping people where people are in situations where things must seem hopeless for them. The opportunities that we've had to help orphans, to help people with you know, dire needs, who've lost everything through natural disasters, who have illnesses that we, you know, we can't comprehend like leprosy and things like this. And, and just imagine uh, the difference that we make and how we touch people's lives around the world. I think about, you know, the recent things that we've been able to do in Nepal, a country that's been, you know, a disaster after disaster, the earthquakes and now the COVID situation destroying their economy. Um, 
in and without the safety net that people, that we have in the UK and in the Western world, uh, it, things must seem so hopeless for people. And yet, you know, for our Christian walk, many, you know, what what do we rely on in terms of helping us to really, you know, navigate these difficult times? You know, I love the scripture in Romans four, uh, verse uh, eighteen to twenty one, where you know, scripture says, Paul writes, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. And I, I think about myself, you know, in this difficult time in COVID, when the first lockdown came, you know, some of you will know a large percentage of my, you know, income comes from my lecturing activities. I teach and I professionally lecture in, in the field of dentistry and, and uh, um, I'm blessed to be an expert in particular fields of dentistry and, uh, I, I often travel uh, different places around the world to, to lecture and teach uh, in different groups. And, you know, at the beginning of this year, this, that was completely not for six. And uh, I, that represents a significant proportion of my, you know, earnings every year. And, and, and it's gone from, you know, what it was to absolute to zero. And it looks like it will be zero this year and zero next year. And that, you know, is very challenging and plus the fact having to close close our, our dental practice or dentists most of you know uh, for three months has had a, a, and now having to borrow money from the government to in order to survive these times thankfully back at work now but uh, nevertheless it really called into faith you know a, a question you know my faith in terms of you know where where was i in terms of my hope and i think you know all of us probably share similar stories in different ways we've been you know uh, prayerfully not hit by serious illness that, you know, if we've been hit by illness through COVID or other situations or, or financial challenges, you know, I know Obi and Paige shared a little bit about this last time, uh, last week. And uh, yeah, I know for me, it's been really important to, to really center and ground myself uh, in terms of, you know, where, where am I in my faith and really to think about it. And uh, to ask myself the question, you know, am I really fully persuaded that God has the ability to do what he promises? And I think, you know, that's really an essential part of our Christian walk to understand that you know, God is there. And are we fully persuaded that God has the power to, to fulfill his promises? And I think that helps us. It helps me certainly to be uh, more encouraged in my hope to really think about, you know, we have a God that, is, you know, I can be fully confident, fully persuaded that he will do what he promises and that uh, you know, we will have that victory at the end of the day. And that's quite encouraging. Of course, when we think of God, you know, we don't often think of him as God of hope. But, you know, the Bible actually describes him this way in Romans 15, verse 13. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think that, again, for us is a, a really encouraging scripture, but to, to think of our God as the God of hope 
also. And, you know, it's not just the hope for us, but for hope for everybody. And in some ways, you know, we can be other people's hope through our trust in God. And it's wonderful to think that, you know, the point is that our God of hope, you know, desires to fill us with joy and peace, you know, as we trust in him. And, and as we walk our, our Christian walk, and maybe, you know, it, it's going to take an act of faith. And certainly for me this year to be giving to the gift for the poor in in the way that I, I've normally given, it's not something that I've had to really, you know, worry about. But this year it, it's going to be, you know, a, a significant challenge. And it's very easy for me to say, well, I can't afford it this year. But, you know, can I trust in him and just be joyful and, and have peace that God will, you know, will help us to be overflowed with his Holy Spirit and the power of his Spirit will just help me to overflow with hope and not to be, you know, worried and concerned. So, you know, I think we can really uh, take this on, on board and, and take it on, uh, uh, in, in our hearts and, uh, and really be encouraged by the scripture. Similarly, when we think about this passage in, in 1 Thessalonians 2, where Paul says, well, what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. And it, it makes me think that, you know, as we come to think about our gift for the poor, you know, our crown and our, and our glory and our joy and our hope is not in ourselves, but in the people our lives can touch. And I think this is hugely encouraging and really fundamental in, in, in helping us to think about our Christian walk. It's not about us, is it? I mean, it never is. But, you know, so much of our lives is you know, we, we can't help but put ourselves front and center in so many different ways. But, you know, our Christian walk is about realizing that, you know, our hope and our joy is not in us. It's on, in the people who we have the opportunity to touch, you know, that our lives can touch in some way. Obviously, people that we can reach out to and share the, the wonderful message of the gospel, but also the people that we can reach out to and touch through our giving, through our compassion, for our care. And in fact, to think that those people are also our glory and our joy. And when we have this opportunity to come round to give to the poor and, and, and in Thames Valley, we've really blown this out many years and, and it's such a wonderful to be part of a, a community in our church that is so generous every year. Uh, it really encourages me as, as one of the trustees of the church and, you know, having to, uh, and really looking at how we do this every year and, and, and having the, uh, the role of privilege and uh, the responsibility of, of finding good ways to, to utilise our, our support and finding great programmes that we can touch. It's really encouraging to know that, you know, we, we are, are so generous. And it may well be that this year this is going to be a challenge for many of us. You know, it certainly is for me, I know. But I think it can help me to be more joyful and more hopeful by knowing that, well, you know, this is what 
I'm here for. This is what it's all about, that I can touch people on the other side of the world, maybe in a different country or a different community, um, through the opportunities that we have to give and, and support. And those lives are fundamentally changed. And that is our glory and our joy. What a wonderful message that is. So, you know, the people that we touch, the relationships that we build, that's our hope, that's our glory, that's our joy. And, and that's what the Christian walk is all about. And I think that's what Jesus teaches us. I mean, you think about the numerous times that Jesus, you know, just touches people's lives in such amazing ways, the lepers, the blind that he healed, the, the people who are sick, the people that he raised from the dead. I mean, just, just so many, even the criminals hung on the cross with him. Yeah, he fundamentally changed their lives and changed their eternity by touching them in, in ways. And, and we, as uh, disciples, can also share in that wonder to be able to touch the lives of people and, and fundamentally impact their lives. And that, that can be our hope and joy. How wonderful is that message? You know, our people that we touch and, and help and the relationship we build is, is really what it's all about. And you know, I know for us, uh, you know, every day, you know, it, it's so encouraging to be part of a community that we, we can get to encourage one another. But now we can also encourage and help others, you know, in places around the world that we wouldn't normally visit or even have the opportunity to share with. So in Romans 5, it says, yeah, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I, I don't know about you, but um, I, 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 I get very touched and I get very moved when I think about the fact that God and, and Jesus were prepared to do so much for me individually. You know, yes, I, I, I pray that I have indeed been justified through faith. And yes, I, I, I do believe in many ways do feel that I have a peace um, through that faith, through God, through Jesus Christ, uh, that, that comes from that confidence and knowing that, you know, I, I'm not just here to, you know, fulfill my own personal desires, but there is something more. And even something that we can share about, boast about, even the scripture says. And to think that we also have an opportunity to glory in challenging times, in suffering, as the scripture says. And this has certainly been challenging times as we're about to go into a second lockdown. And uh, imagine that, you know, for many of us, that 
you know, brings a lot of challenges, you know, our mental health challenges, loneliness, just being able to not see family members. And, you know, when you have a big family like we do, um, you know, it's really a challenge not to be able to see my children and, and uh, share, you know, the normal social interaction that we have with our community, church and, and our family groups and, you know, uh, that we do everything online now. Um, yes, it's been challenging. And yes, it's been challenging in economic terms. It's challenging in health terms. And, and you know, we just don't know what the future is going to be like. And, and, and it's kind of difficult to imagine, you know, next year, uh, what is normal life actually going to be? And is it ever going to be the same? Or, you know, are we fundamentally seeing a changed world? Maybe, you know, maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe God is wanting us to re-examine and re, you know, re-think, you know, our priorities in life and, and just, you know, how we think about our communities. There's bigger events happening this year. The American election, which I, you know, fundamentally believe is, uh, is extremely important. The outcome of that will have a, a massive impact on the societies and the world and, you know, how, how we think today. Uh, and I do pray that the God will be able to, you know, make the right outcome in, in that situation. But also the right outcome from this COVID situation and, and the way the world is going to change. Maybe it helps us to think again about, you know, our, our world in a different way, to think more about climate, to think more about the future, to think about our children and their children and their children and what world we're leaving them and, you know, what, what you know, what is our philosophy in life and what sort of characteristics and, and what, you know, the, what are we leaving them as a, as a legacy? Um, yeah, many deep questions there, I, I know. But also just uh, thinking about these difficult times in terms of, you know, our, 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 the challenge of being a support to one another at this time and how we've had to be innovative with church and, and innovative with our thinking but also having the opportunity to be innovative in how we can be giving in this time and, and supporting people in, in different areas. And the fact is that that, that is challenging times, that suffering, you know, it says, yeah, it, we know that that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. And it's really interesting that hope comes at the end of that sequence and that that hope doesn't put us to shame, but the fact is that it, it is, it, it's almost like the, the goal, the end point, brings us to a, a certain type of being, that our, our characters become fine-tuned and honed, and that we are hope, and that hope is in us, and that we can be that hope for others, I think is a, is a wonderful, uh, thing to think about and a wonderful concept and the fact is you know when I think about the idea that God's love has been poured out into our hearts into me through the Holy Spirit that God has not just given his son but he's poured out his love into me into you into each one of us it's just been given to us. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm really touched and I'm moved by that, and it it, it makes me quite emotional actually. Um, and uh, yeah, I have to. Yeah, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. But uh, you know, I just pray that you can take some time out to just really deeply think about that. That God's love has been poured out. What that represents, it represents not just a, it, it's like an overwhelming flood of love into my and your and our hearts through the Holy Spirit. What a precious thought that is. And what an encouraging thought. You know, I think of this story uh, in John 9. As we went along, as he went along, Jesus went along, he saw a man blind from birth and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Interesting that they should have this perspective. In fact, it's a misunderstanding of the, uh, the law and uh, the teaching of God uh, from the Old Testament. But uh, nevertheless, Jesus takes this opportunity to teach. Neither this man or his parents have sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. This night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And you know, the interesting thing is that when Jesus was in the world, he's the light of the world, but now he tells us that we are now the light of the world. And, you know, and through us, Jesus continues to be in the world. And I think, you know, just a, it's really interesting. When we ever see, see situations, we may ask ourselves, well, why are, are they the poor? Why are they needy? Why are there situations that just seem so unfair? Why is it that, you know, I have so much and they have so little? You know, why is that the case? And I think it's, it's interesting to think about this concept that this has happened so that God's work can be displayed in these times that we have the opportunity to display God's light, Jesus's light in the world, into the lives of others. I think it really inspires me to think about, you know, the opportunity that we have to give as being a, an opportunity to really shine our lights in, in, in amazing ways in this world. So as we think about our gift for the poor this year, just a recap, you know, our goal is to raise £24,000, 8000 each programme, which is much less than we normally raise every year, but uh, given that this year is a challenging year, and I pray that we'll blow this out and any surplus that we'll be able to use as a, a benevolent fund in, in Thames Valley and, and maybe able to find other things that we can support. Um, but the Asher Vidrashram School in Kathmandu, where we funded pupils over the past uh, years and, and helped uh, build and the school and, and refurbish it and uh, help build a factory there in, in Nepal to, to help service and uh, the community and fund the community programs there. Um, JP has been instrumental in that, as you know, and uh, helping set that up and uh, being advising. And we've, you know, through a hope worldwide and, and uh, London uh, office, we've, you know, really provided enormous support uh, uh, in the UK churches and uh, in Thames Valley for helping these programs. And this year we can 
help meet a shortfall in funding, which has arisen because of COVID, because of the situation. But now we're encouraging to know that Mark and Nadine Templo, some of us may know very well, um, are now based in Nepal and Nadine is working specifically for Hope full time and, uh, and is you know, looking to arrange grants and uh, finances from government organizations, NTOs and so on to uh, help support all the uh, work there. But uh, it's gonna take a time lag for that to come through and we can step in and really provide uh, financial support at this time um, to help support these kids into secondary education and to help school to run. Uh, in, in a great way. In Croatia, we, we're helping to fund a, a Christian who's, who's going to run the programs there to support children in institutional care, essentially orphanages and orphans uh, from the war and, and so on. And, uh, and we can help provide life skills for these kids and uh, give them you know, opportunities that otherwise would, would not be available to them. Really, really bringing light into their world. Uh, and, and just imagine being in their situation, you know, after living in an institution. Uh, I can't imagine what that must be like, even wondering about that, uh, and how hopeless they may feel. And we have the chance to be a ray of light and hope to them. And in ODAT, uh, you know, a program that we're very familiar with in, in London, of course, one day at a time, um, really helping people who suffer with uh, uh, addiction to get through their lives and get back into the communities and get back into life and uh, and the third stage you know program uh, uh, up until now we've been able to support uh, uh, first stage and second stage and really third stage is the next sort of step and, and uh, I know JP uh, has a lot more information to shared about this than in previous Sunday but uh, really to help bridge that gap funding that they need as well until the program uh, is properly supported and there will be funding coming through but again it takes time and we can step in and really be a help and a lifeline uh, to help these wonderful programs to, to, to do uh, to happen this year so you know i think it is these last few scriptures whoever is kind to the poor lends to the lord he will reward them for what they've done now in matthew 25 you know jesus talks about the king god of course you know, truly i will tell you whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine you did for me and james talks about you know pure and faultless religion is to look after orphans and widows and their distress and now in psalm 9 god says the scripture says that god will never forget the needy the hope of the afflicted will never perish now you know and i believe that god doesn't forget them through us that we step in to help god uses us as an instrument to actually help in these times just to share with you you know how you can be giving um this year we uh the the new uh, website is under construction as you'll see if you go to tvcoc so tvcoc.org um the uh, website is under construction however there is a big button on the top there saying donate if you click on that uh it takes you to a page where you can you know decide where it's going to go and if you select for a gift for the poor 2020 uh as the option you'll be able to give your giving there and hopefully um we can make a a, a massive difference so you know in closing and i'll just uh, stop sharing the screen here you know in closing 
let's really be excited. I, I hope I've just been able to just inspire you and maybe excite you and just and, and encourage you that how hope plays such an essential part in our lives and an essential role in what we are about as Christians. That our God is a God of hope. That you know He pours out His love, His grace, His gift to us, and His hope. He pours us to fill us out with hope. We put our lives, we go through times in our lives, our challenges that we face, that we face to, to build our characters so that you know, we, we develop a sense of hope, that we can have a hopeful outlook on everything that we face in our lives, that you know, there is something better and that we can always make other people's lives better by touching them in every way that we do. I pray that this has been really helpful for you, and uh, and you know as we you know come to uh, collect the funding, we hope to try and raise the funding in the month of November, so that by the end of November we can uh, close out that funding. But uh, so I'd encourage you to try and be able to give this this month uh, in the next month, uh, um, and if you can. Uh, of course, we'll be happy to accept it later, but. Uh, you know, if we can try and get uh, the funding in, in November, that would be great. And uh, I, I hope um, that, you know, through these times that we can really, you know, reflect about God's love for us and just, uh, you know, how our character building is a process that God is actually doing, you know, on purpose to, to, to build us up, to, to be uh, the light of the world uh, for people around us. Amen.